Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing so. And as usual, we are sponsored by Life First Naturals, Life First Naturals, that has the randomized study product that is randomized data that shows it is a product that works in humans for decreasing bloating, decreasing um, the adverse GI effects of too much exercise um, and of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, bovine colostrum, 2,000 milligrams in tablets a day or in capsules a day, what you want at Life's First Naturals, N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, got to have the S, lifefirstnaturals.com. They're also the makers of True Biotics. Today's stories are really interesting. One that you would expect, getting rid of meat in your diet lowers your cancer risk. This is a study that looked at, um, and we'll call it our Automega story, because it looked at five portions of meat or poultry versus the none. And what they found out is the none group did better, but five is a pretty high, meaning if you had four and we're still in the none group or the low group by having four, that really is a little weird that that much meat was compared to five or more. People eat five or more, wow. Five or more did increase your risk of cancer by about 15%. So actually one is probably... uh, that's five or more compared to four or more. Not a big, not a big enough difference. Um, but my guess is five or more versus none. Huge difference. Excess sodium. This is our longevity is the next disruptor story. People go to acetaminophen, uh, effervescent, or uh, fast solubilizing um, instead of taking opiate pain relief. That's a good thing. Except you really want a long-term dose of acetaminophen, of Tylenol, on board all the time. Because just taking it in the effervescent, fast-acting form, guess what? You get a ton of sodium. 4,400, that's 4 grams. That's twice what you want, maybe more than twice what you want in a whole day, from just 10 tablets, which is the usual dose of those effervescent um in three times a day. So um, that's a bad sign, increases blood pressure. Foods that trigger asthma, yeah, they can, but usually that's an allergy, not just an intolerance. We have a lot of intolerance to food. You don't like it, it makes you feel less good, but it isn't a true allergy. A true allergy, rashes, uh, histamine release with... uh, itching and hives, that kind of thing, or worse, anaphylactic reaction, closing of the airway, getting severely sick. Those are things that food can trigger. And remember, it's the usual culprits of peanuts and tree nuts and soy and milk and eggs uh, and uh, seafood that are associated. Those are the ones that usually trigger worsening asthma, and that's a real allergic reaction. Now, 
this is a sad story. This is uh, my, if you will, the segment that I do on uh, wellness foreplay, and or I think this is the the best one is wellness foreplay. Um, and the reason is it is what happens when you exercise in an air polluted area. Well, we went over one of these studies, but now there's a second one that confirms it. That is, if you exercise in an area with relatively high air pollution, by relatively high, they meant just in the upper 20% in the United States. And in the upper 20%, that's a lot of places. That's 20% of places. So places like Riverside, California, or even my favorite, Cleveland. And what happens? And it's where coal-fired power plants existed and still exist, or steel mills, etc., that aren't really carefully controlled. And what happens is it negates the benefits of exercise. Now, I don't know how it's doing that, whether it's just the inflammation, the combination, actually, of, of health and then inflammation, or whether there's a specific effect on the turning on of the arisen protein that exercise does. That's right. How does exercise work? This is a longevity is the next disruptor story, as well as a Roizen rule for younger you numbers 10 to 13, because those are the four exercise components. When you stress your muscles, whether with cardio or weightlifting or just fast walking or jumping, you turn on a gene that releases arisen, that, that gene makes arisen, the protein. It's small enough, gets across your blood-brain barrier into your brain, turns on another gene called brain-derived neurotrophic growth factor-making gene that makes your brain bigger. And you want that gray matter to be bigger, especially in the hippocampal areas. But what happens when you uh, exercise in a polluted area? No big brain. Now, is it a contrary factor? Is it just inflammation? Or is it blocking one of the turn-on of the genes? We don't know the answer. Some smart guys will hopefully answer that for us in the future. Guess what? Type 2 diabetes, if you have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, you're much higher risk of having a low blood sugar problem at times. That's right. The liver does a lot more than just... Uh, sit there and excrete bile. It actually makes glucose when you're short of it. Um, it isn't only the pancreas that's important for diabetics. It's your liver as well. And I guess you could say this is another wellness foreplay story. Uh, muscle strength and performance on getting out of a chair. How many times can you get out of a chair out quickly um, without uh, using your arms? And how strong are your grip? Well, guess what? The stronger your grip and the faster you get out of the chair, um, the less likely you are to have a bone fracture. Why is a hip fracture really important for men and women? Well, women know it. It's a leading cause. 40% of women get them after age 65, and 15% never fully recover. But guess what? Men, 25% get them, and 50% never fully recover. Um, so you want to learn how to fall, and you want to not only learn how to fall, but um, you want to 
strengthen your muscles and get out of the chair faster because those things correlate with um, being able to avoid hip fractures. Um, this is a gender um, not neutral story because they looked at it just in women, but any physical activity, it turns out women do about three and a half hours of housework when they're older. And if you're doing that, you're protecting your heart and your all-cause risk of dying and even your risk of dementia because whether it is gardening or washing dishes or vacuuming, all of those things give you physical activity that helps you. Now the last story is that I want to cover in detail is my favorite is cancer screening after age 65 and this is a story specifically about cervical cancer screening and it's showing that women who stop getting screened at age 65 that's what the guidelines say that's BS bad science why because it's your physiologic age they assume you're going to die soon that's what happened in the past but that isn't what happens with us now and it won't be in the future so you want to continue to getting screened until you've got a fatal other illness. Don't say, well, at 65, you're not going to, even if you got cancer, it's going to not kill you, something else will. Bull donkey. It turns out that number of women who got this ended up with stage 2 cancer, pain, disability, and they died of their cancer after age. 65. So keep getting screened yearly for cervical cancer and men keep getting screened for prostate cancer. Not doing it after you've got a fatal other diagnosis that's going to kill you in a short period of time. But in this case, get screened for the things we know we can prevent like prostate cancer killing you and giving you disability and pain, and like cervical cancer. Don't avoid those. Those are important, just like mammograms. Don't stop at age 65. Guys, don't stop getting your bone mineral density at age 65. Don't stop exercising at age 65. We're going to get a reboot with an 80% probability. You're going to be able to get younger, a lot younger, longer, and be a kick-ass human capital. If all you care about is society, you're going to help human capital. If all you care about is taking care of yourself, you're going to live a lot longer without disability. If you care about taking care of someone else, you're going to have the energy, the strength to do it. So remember, we're extending longevity 30 years sometime in the next decade with an 80% probability. That's why we call longevity is the next disruptor. And that's why this segment is longevity is the next disruptor. Keep getting screened after age, whatever it is, for all those preventable diseases. This has been Dr. Mike Roizen. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual podcast, the latest news of the week. This is 1087A. A, always are the latest news of the week, and especially what it means to you. And we've got to thank Caitlin for great engineering. But I want to especially thank our sponsor, LifeFirstNaturals.com. They provide us with bovine colostrum that's pasteurized and have shown in randomized controlled trials to decrease our risk of gut problems from bloating, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, even from 
too much exercise for those few of us who do that. But the key point is, none of this would matter if you didn't download us and listen to us. So do tell your friends about us. Do send us questions at questions at greatagereboot.com. Or if you want to recommend someone, just put questions at greatagereboot.com and we'll be glad to handle them. In the meantime, thank you for downloading us. 1087B, we have a wonderful, a, a unusually wonderful guest. We have great guests, but this is a special guest. Someone who's going to talk about why we get cancer as we get older and what it means and what the aging microenvironment, that's the small environment around your cells are, that fosters this, but most importantly, how you can do something about it and prevent cancer at any age. Thanks very much. Cancer isn't inevitable, at least in my mind, but we'll find out if you listen to 1087B. Thanks again.